0: Start. It's an interesting uh, vignette, with a, which I share with a gentleman tonight. Um, you know, I uh, I ended up this year teaching once a week in Europe for the twelfth grade. So yesterday, I was sitting there talking to these girls, and twelfth grade girls. So I was saying to them, "You girls, ready for Rosh Hashanah, And uh, so I said to them, "I want you to know something." When you're in like ninth grade or tenth grade or eleventh grade, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is really, really important. But I said when you're in twelfth grade, next year you're probably going to go to a Jewish seminary in Israel, where you go to seminary could affect radically the rest of your, the direction of your life. It could end up where you end up afterwards. It can it affect who you're married. You know, it could end who your friends are. I said, "Do you realize on Rosh Hashanah this year, Yom Kippur, you have no idea where you're going to be next Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur? Last year you were in eleventh grade; you knew you'd be here for twelfth grade. The year before you were in 9th grade and tenth grade. You knew where you're going to be next year. You have no idea where you're going to be, and where you're going to be can affect the rest of your life in this world." So I started telling them this. So one of the girls said to me, "I believe me, you tried to scare us." So I said to her, "No, because." It's true whether I tell this to you or not. I'm trying to inform you of what's at stake on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. I'm not trying to scare you. Scare you would be, maybe this is true, maybe it's not true. What I'm telling you is 100% true. You're either aware of this, or you're not aware of this. You either appreciate this fact, or you don't appreciate this fact. But it's going to happen with or without me telling you this. So you might as well know, so you can take advantage of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So I tell gentleman, the past tonight's been similar things. Like we're all in this room, everyone here. I know everyone in here. No, 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 no walk-ins off the street tonight. Uh, everyone here is diverse and has diverse needs. All of us have needs this year. Uh, all of us have great needs. And really, we coming into a Shliom Kippur, you have to know that. And anything that we could do. Now, obviously, the most important thing, Rosh Hashanah Kippur, is closest to Hashem. But on top of that, we're judged. <laughs> we're going to be judged. And everything, all the potential for the year ahead, and there's a lot of potential, is going to be decided. So anything that we can do, and everything that we can do, we should do now. I'm telling you guys, if you're going to do a good deed, you're going to do charity, you're going to do a mitzvah, you're going to call somebody to make up, you, you, you want to do some extra tarot, do it now. It's worth more now. ...than in a month from now. You know why? Because now will it affect your judgment the your head. If you're going to make, you know, pick something to work on, do it now. And that's why we're here tonight. We're, we're working on ourselves. This is a great, great tzchot, a great merit for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. The merit of our study and the merit of our efforts will be rewarded with a great Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and a great year. So, we're going to start in the beginning not gracious but in the beginning of the, of, of the safer. Parikh Aleph so we did the Hakdama, the introduction um, if, you're, if you're you you know, I, I, I looked the other day, it looked like there are quite a few dozen downloads uh, I think 60 or 70 so if you want to review, it's online um, you know, you can just go online, thanks to Jacob Stolen he puts it online usually by the end of the night So it's always good to review when you're, you know, cooking for Rosh Hashanah, (laughs) or you're in the car. The politics are really depressing these days, and it's not so interesting. You can put me on instead, or any Torah tape. Uh, You'll get a lot more, I guarantee you, uh, than that. So let's start with Parakaluf. But I wanted, I just, when I say this, working on ourselves, developing ourselves, refining ourselves. Is what life's really about, and the greatest—you know—any teachers, the teacher in the class, right? right. when you have a student and you, 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 they're not up to par, but you see them working on themselves, you see them making efforts, would you say that you give them the benefit of the doubt, you judge them fairly, right? Is that a yes? Mm-hmm. Right. For, the, for the record, a yes, that's a yes. That's a yes. <laughs> you heard, we have a veteran teacher, right. So you think about you, when you think about it, Hashem's going to look at us. We all have things that we need. We need to work on. and We have all our imperfections. But if we're making efforts, if we're we're, we're working on ourselves, that's a tremendous merit for ourselves. keeper. If a human teacher could look at a student and say, "Wow, this student's really trying," you know, how much more so? will Hashem look at us and say, "Oh, wow! Look at look at, look at this! Look at, look at my child! Look at the efforts they're making making." So realize that we're doing here is really really important. It's the, don't don't downgrade, coming to a class like this and more importantly working on ourselves is how important it is in the eyes of Hashem. It says the Ram I love this chapter by the way. I love this book. I love this sefer. This is like such an unbelievable sefer. This is so, it's like this, you, you know, this is a gift. This is a gift. This is a key and a gift. And we should realize it's a key and a gift. It says the Ram Yesoir Hachasidh Vishairish Ha'Avoida Hatmima. The foundation of true piety and the root of perfect service of Hashem. Yesoid Ha the foundation of piousness, and the root of pure service, who she is barer. That a person should clarify the Yisam Eitzel Ha'adam. And should become verified and true to a person. Ma Ma'chao y'va'asoy be'olamo. What is our obligation in this world? Ma'chao y'va'asoy Why are we here? You want to know what's the path of, of righteousness? How a person becomes pious? Ma You gotta know why you're here. If you're in a job, you don't know what your job description is. You're not gonna be doing a good job. If you come into, a, if you call with someone, you don't know what you're supposed to do. You're not, do you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it well. But listen to what it says. By the way, any person, Hebrew TikTok people here? Anybody into TikTok? is subjective what one person's obligation is not the other person's obligation what is your obligation now there are 613 mitzvahs which is objective <laughs> okay we have to we all, we all have to work on it but then we're all different we're all born in different places in this world we all have different statuses and situations we all have different natures we all have different nurtures we all have different experiences we all have different challenges We gotta know what our obligation is under based on who we are beyond the objective reality of God saying Torah mitzvahs, Hashem has different expectations for all of us. We just had a veteran teacher, I won't name her call her out, but she's, a, she's very good at music. I will be very frank, I was never known for my voice. <laughs> if I thought my goal in life was to be a musician, I was, by the way, I took my piano lessons, my parents made me take me piano lessons for one week. <laughs> I said, forget about this. I was—I was never a musician. There is no way. But let's imagine I was naive enough to say, "Oh, I'm going to be a, a musician." Now, I'd be fooling myself. It's not my, that's not my—that's not my obligation. You got to know who everyone has to know themselves. vaso <laughs> oilomo means you got to know what your obligation is in this world, right? You know. <laughs> My wife is due very soon. So if I told her, like in three weeks from now, we're having 20 guests for Shabbos. We're We're having 20 guests. I have a little baby. What? no, don't worry about it. We're having 20 guests. You think that's my obligation three weeks from now? It's not my obligation. It won't be my wife's obligation. We have a few other obligations. Maybe a different week. Maybe in a few months from now. I mean, not, not in three weeks from now. I mean... Three weeks going to be really tough, by the way. Let's push it off a little bit. Four weeks from now. <laughs> I get the timing over here, you know. Uh, Hashem has to make it the right time for me, of course, you know. Uh, you know, uh, 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 you know just hold off a little bit. Let me get the Rosh Hashem Yom Kippur. No, but seriously, I mean, I can tell my wife. I can ask this I guests. Mean, Mitzvah. It's not my chalvaso. It's not going to be my chalvaso. I got to take my, can't my, my... My wife's going to have a baby, you know. I can't... can't talk. It's a mitzvah to have guests. You gotta know. You gotta know who. You gotta know where your situation in life is. You have mitzvahs that are at that point in life nothing. A thing. Every person has to know. You know what a person's obligation is in this world. So Vaso, you don't know what your obligation is in this world. You're not going to be able to achieve what you're supposed to achieve in this world. You're not going to be able to accomplish what you need to accomplish in this world. For piety you have to know, Towards the goal, that you should put your drives and ambitions. What you're doing, what you're investing your life in, throughout your life. We're putting our kochas in. We're putting our strengths into Vineimashu huranu Khazal, our sages, a blessed memory. I mean, the sages of the Talmud and the works of Kabbalah. Early, like the early, the Zohar. Shadom loyinivra. The first thing you have to know is that man is not created elalehis aneg al Hashem v'la hanoyis miziv shchin asari. That man is created to take delight in Hashem. And to benefit from the ziv, the radiance of his presence. That each of us, without exception in this room, are put into this world to benefit, to glean, to gain from closest to Hashem. (laughs) The word is lis'anig, to take delight. Take delight. That's better than any doughnuts. Better than any act of any pleasure you can imagine in this world. Right? Any any pleasure. Let's anegal Hashem. to have uh, uh, to have true benefit for the <laughs> For that is a true delight. For a person in this world to have closeness to Hashem is the greatest. Is the greatest simcha, the greatest joy. <laughs> And the greatest pleasure of all pleasures. Now, let me tell you, I grew up in Miami Beach. You know, everyone in Miami Beach is in the news these days. Zika, got to be careful. And my, my parents told me there's a wedding this Sunday in Miami Beach. 50 guests from New York canceled, unfortunately. Poor family has a wedding. 50 guests were, were nervous to come. But I grew up in, my, in, in mid-beach in Miami Beach. It was you know middle class, upper middle class area. But not far from me, it was a really rich area. Like, really wealthy. So I, once upon a time, I, was, I quit piano after one week. No way for piano for me, but I played basketball. I was an avid basketball player in my youth. Uh, I gave up basketball for, you know, the greater, closest to Hashem. Uh, but when I was younger, I playing basketball, I used to play basketball with all these Jewish kids. Super wealthy kids, spoiled to the, to the core, actually. Uh, they weren't happy. You, can't, you think you think cars make you happy? These guys, when teenagers, would come there with, like, sports cars like, see the, the valley they don't know what wealth, wealthy living is you go to parts of South Florida you see wealth you see you know really wealthy people you see South Americans who come and buy these huge houses like the richest people from Argentina and Venezuela all the driving cars like you know sp- you know Porsches convertibles Lamborghinis like you don't see Lamborghinis there you see Lamborghinis like Canary Beach see these kids would be 16 17 18 years old and they come with these fancy sport cars I play you know, I play ba- we play basketball, Jewish kids, non-Jewish kids, etc. We are happy kids, I'm telling you, I I I knew these guys. You think you think cars make you happy? You think clothes make you happy? You think drugs make you happy? Things make you happy. They may be fun. They may be a short a short a short high. You can get high on these things, but they don't make you happy. You know, you know you know Shh. Hold on a second. Gentlemen, Guys are impossible. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, Shh. you're being recorded for posterity. That's being noisy. Kabbalah. Kabbalah yeah. Okay. You think that this is me? I'm, it doesn't make a person happy. You know, I, I've dealt with uh, depressed people. So here you have a guy or, or a lady, they have so much materialism, and they're depressed. You know what depressed? You know what it means to be depressed and you have a lot of good things? It's so much of a miserable existence. You, you can have everything, you're going to shoot yourself. It's nothing. You think, you think that the, a person thinks these external things, or even what you would look at as, you know, uh, posh things. And then there are certain people, when life is going good, there are plenty of people, you know, things are going well they they're, they're relatively happy. They're not, not, not everyone is miserable. There are plenty of happy people in this world. But you watch them. That same person, life is smooth. Then something goes not their way. They get fired from the job. They want to kill themselves. I'm not joking. I've dealt with people. You all met such people. But they don't want to kill themselves. But they're miserable. They can't even smile. Yeah, they're the loss. But they're still healthy. They still have wife and kids. They want to kill themselves. They're depressed. They got a job. You got a new job. takes a few months. You know. They, they they can't buy the house they want. They can't. They're mis- they, maybe not miserable, but they're not happy. They get they get stirred because they don't have a closest touch. They don't. You know not only they don't have a close, they don't feel Hashem in their lives. And by the way, as I've said many a time, this world, you don't you can't run away from tests. There are tests in Jerusalem. There are tests in New York. There are tests in San Jose. You can't escape Oilam oh, Hazza. You may have different tests, but you can't escape all of that. And wherever you are in this world, you will be tested. You will be challenged. <laughs> there is no such thing as escaping tests. You know why? Because that's what this world's about. And if you don't have that closest to Hashem, and everyone is tested. Listen, I had plenty of tests the past few weeks of my life. I can tell you. You have a list of them that, that I had. And we're all tested. And some are easier, some are harder. But you will be tested. We're all tested. And you're not that closest to Hashem. Maybe you won't want to kill yourself. Maybe you won't be manically depressed. But you won't be happy. <laughs> it won't bother you. You walk around. You know what it is? You want know what it is to walk around for a few weeks unhappy? Loss of life. Tragedy. It's Tra- tragic. That's tragic. That's tragic. Give a gift. You, you know, the greatest pleasure... Is closest to Hashem. Because you could have a sports car Lamborghini, you could have a great spouse, like I do, but you know, uh, I won't bring 20 guests, I mean I bet it can be depressed, I can, trust me, I can, I, I like anyone else, if I want to, If I want like, I will all like that, right? You could have everything great. And you could be miserable without closest to Hashem. means, pick, I once, I once was reading a thing, you know that that uh, you know extreme anxiety or depression, or unhappiness, is much more painful. People would rather break their arm, lose an arm, than have that. And they're quantifying it. You know, and you know, you know how we know this? Because a person can have a tremendous arm ache and they'll lose an arm. They don't want to kill themselves. A person, let's say everyone wants to kill them, has thoughts of that, or thoughts of depression, the thoughts of life is meaningless. I've had people, normal people, in my office say. <laughs> I don't want. I want to die. No, they don't really mean that. But they, at some level, they feel that way. <laughs> you know, at some level, they feel that way. You know why? Because they don't feel Hashem. The lives. you feel Hashem in your lives. You never want to die. You only want to live. You only want. You only. You only want more. Now you may. You may we all. You know, even great people. There's t- times of difficulties. Even most righteous people have challenges, which are, you know, we, there's blessings on on mourning, and there's mourning, and there's. Good days and bad days. We'll be reading soon on circus Shlomo Hamelich, wise of all, may, all men. It's a time for joy, and a time for weeping, and a time for a gladness, time for, for, for sad. There is, but we're talking a general demeanor. <laughs> a Weltanschauung. A, a, a this is fake. You know a velton Oh, we have two musicians over here. Uh, a corner of musicians over there. I realize over here. I feel like, you know, myself self esteem and music is in big trouble over here. <laughs> I was the worst. I was the worst. I still am. You know, right? You know, you know, a world view. That's what we're looking for. A world view of closeness to Hashem. Of feeling close to Hashem. You know, if you don't have this, it's one thing to work on. I, I can't, you know, when you're married, imagine being married to a stranger who you don't have any feeling for. Wouldn't that marriage be sad at some level? Wouldn't it be wrong at some level? Right? It's You marry someone who hates you or you feel, you've, you don't trust. That's a terrible feeling. Imagine walking in this world without close to on. That's what it is at some level, right? You walk in this world, and you feel like you can get hit by a car just by chance, you know, or you lost your job, and life is over, right? There are people, I remember, actually, I don't get the details. I mean, there are people who have everything going, and they got a little, and all of a sudden, life is terrible. <laughs> life is terrible, you know. I, you know, actually, I, I got a, a shirach call today. This mother First she asked me about the person, and then... It was about a boy she wanted to know. And then she starts giving me a whole Russia. You know, I'm there a girl? Like a girl's 24 years old. Like, life is over. She's not married yet. I, come on. You're healthy. You're happy. You, your life is over. Your whole life is ahead of you. You know, I, you know, life is over. Happens to be, guess what, if you're not married. I got married. I'm you, I dated for a few years, personally. I dated for a few years... And in retrospect, in retrospect, I was a, my wife's first person, so I couldn't have gotten married earlier. I got married at the earliest per, possible time. I, you think I sat there for three years? Like, life is terrible. Life is over. Oh God, hates me. <laughs> it's like you know there are people who live that way. You have a girl. She's healthy. She's happy. She has a job. She thinks they're good, and like literally, she can't function because she's not married. <laughs> That's how you live. You think you think you think is going to pick you? You're married, of course. It's listen. You can't go on a date and you know smelly and say, "Oh, God's going to marry me off." No, you got to do you got you got to do due diligence. You know? you know, I always tell a guy brush your teeth, make a time, make a look, look good. You know? Guys don't know these things. You'd be surprised. Like they never, they're single. Like these poor guys don't know to brush their teeth, and then they get married. They're like they're like you know, jokes aside, if you ever see a single guy's room, as a general rule. And by themselves in the Yeshiva dorm, don't your sons? They survive. You can't imagine what these, how these boys hygiene is. You just can't imagine. It's like, I, I, I. stop while you Yeah, I'm just thinking like I'm like going back to my to my youth and what my some of my friends did. But you know what? So you got. So if you want to get married, boys, you gotta shape up. You gotta you gotta groom yourself. You gotta look up. But you know what? ultimately, that's all Hashem. You don't feel Hashem? You can walk around for a few years miserable while you're dating because if you don't get married, where? Right? And there are people who do! Religious Jews, believe it or not! They're, they wear and they're very religious, and they have skirts, and they're in the best seminaries or schools, and they're still miserable because they don't feel Hashem. You can live, you know, next to the Kaisel in the Jerusalem. You know, actually, which unfortunately a dangerous week this week, but let's imagine it's not dangerous. It's great! Close to Hashem, proximity. i mean, be miserable because you don't feel Hashem in your life. Like, like, it doesn't make a difference. It's closest to Hashem. That's the greatest pleasure in this world. To feel Hashem in your life, to have that, that feeling, that comfort, that, not, not. it's not like artificial, like, uh, you know, superficial, like, I'm saying, like, you know, you know, believe in something fake. It's because it's true. It's because it's a reality. Right? That's, that's the greatest hanaan in this world. That's the greatest pleasure. So, this is the greatest pleasure. And the greatest possible pleasure that can exist. What's the greatest place of closest Hashem is the world to come. The reason why the world to come is so unbelievable is because that's the greatest the greatest reward of the world to come is not like these idiots in Saudi Arabia think. They have 70 virgins. Or you have some, some, you're like on a, on a lounge chair somewhere, people fanning you. <laughs> that's not the some physical life. The, just like in this world, what brings a person happiness? By the way, there's no question, the Gemara says, the Talmud says, if you have a, a comfortable house, it could help a person. That could be an aiding factor. If you, if you have, you know, a, a comfortable, that, that's not a bad thing to have. It's good to be, comforts could help a person. It could aid a person. It could abet a better person. It doesn't give you happiness, though. Right, it doesn't. You know, the you happiness is that purpose, that meaning, that sense of, uh, of of self. Right, that's what brings a person happiness, and right? that sort of of divine in a person a, a person's life, um, that will bring a person happiness. But having a, a, a car that works, I think. You know, I drive a GPS. Oh, gosh, I'm ready. I got now my car. My newest car—it's not sure. It's you know the one thing I got—I got this mirror. I, when I turn right, I have like a camera. Now my car—that's a few months ago—I can turn right on my camera. I, I turn the right lane. Has a—I don't even look back anymore. I look. It has a video. This is great. <laughs> it's like fantastic. It's huge. I wish I had this years ago, right? It's a, it's so, safety-wise, it's great. I, I wish my wife's car had that. That car's like a bus. You know, she needs that much more than I do. You know, but I have a video. it's not a good, bad thing to have that. I mean, it's a little bit uh, cost me Eight dollars more a month, whatever it is. But I think it's well worth it. You know, safety, well worth it. Peace of mind when I'm driving on the highway. You know, driving on the highway is stressful. Especially with half these drivers texting. You know, you got to, you know, it's stressful. Listen to the class while all the online. It may be a little bit better, but uh, it's stressful. But now I got this little video it's great. look my my it's like a camera, like I can like turn right. I don't know if there's a car behind me, you know, blind spots. It's not a bad thing to have some of these things. You have a comfortable bed. You ever sleep in someone's house and the bed the pillow's not good? It's not fun. You know, can, the pillow can kill you. If you don't have a hard <laughs> pillow, I can't seriously if I sleep if I have a hard pillow, like a rock, you ever have those pillows? I don't know how people they're thinking the host. You know, or you have a soft pillow, it's like a mush. Awesome. So I said, okay, it's okay, you can have a good pillow. But you know what? I never was happier. or sad because I had a hard pillow, a soft pillow. It's helpful. It's helpful. But it doesn't make or break you. You know what's going to make you break your life? Closest to Hashem. No, And that, that's what you have to know in this world. What's our goal or goal is to be closest to Hashem. That, will <laughs> that will make and break a person. That will make and break a person. That will will give a person simcha, joy, clarity, Purpose, I might, and ultimately the next world, which is the greatest joy, which is the real purpose of life. This whole world, everything we're in this world, was created to get us to the world to come, which in the world to come is all about being close to Hashem. Because just like in this world, the greatest pleasure, you know, you know, the greatest pleasure. Is you know there, I I don't know these these there's a uh, just today there's, there's uh, these uh, what's it, these, these movie stars just got or whatever they are singers it's it's like front page news you know these uh, Angelica whatever her name is you know uh, I shouldn't make fun of her father's very pro-Israel actually father's super John Voigt happens to be very pro-Israel I've never seen her in her music or movies or television whatever she does. But I know their father is right, so she's getting divorced, like right? So basically, I so said they have a half a billion dollar estate between these two people. You know what it means to be divorced and to divide custody with the kids? And she claimed that he was he was drinking or whatever. I I, I read one article. I saw like there's must be like, hundreds of articles about this couple. Like who cares? Like wh- how does it affect your life? I have no idea. But people have nothing to live for, so they they read about somebody else's divorce. Like there's like hundreds of articles about this couple getting divorced I mean that's like you know who? In the, how does it affect you? like why would you sit there and read an article? I only looked at it because I wanted to see speak about this class today. so I wanted to make sure <laughs> it. hundreds of articles but think about it like what shaykhahs does it have to anything in life? but you know what a person can have lots of money you know what's going to be like now? one guy whether he's drinking or not drinking this or that their whole life is in a, a fishbowl everyone looking at them you know that itself is abnormal like, poor kids who are adopted having custody like come on you think that's so great? No, I'm not saying it's unbearable. You Can deal with it, right? But it's not, that doesn't make you happiness. That <laughs> you happiness. That brings happiness in this world. Close to Hashem. And the next world, which is this world amplified by a Google, gonna figure that out, right? By billions of times more. Close to the is the essence. The essence of pleasure. Right? The essence, you know, again, just to use marriage as a metaphor. Imagine you have a great job, and you come home night and you, you feel like a stranger in your own house. That's oh, a scary feeling. It's an awful feeling. It's an awful feeling. You come home, and you're just uncomfortable. An awful feeling. Right? It's not a good feeling. Again, if you, if a person be in that situation, you make the best of it. If you know how you make the best of it? You're close to Hashem. <laughs> there are people in that situation. The people who that do that's because they're close to Hashem. They are happy and successful because they're close to Hashem. The greatest pleasure in this world is closest to Hashem. In the next world to so But the way to get to the next world says to The goal, the goal of everyone, look at yourself and think about this, everyone in this room, our goal, that exception, is the world to come closest to Hashem. That's our goal. That's what we're in this world for. If you want to get to the destination, if you want to get to where you're supposed to go, um who is this world? You wanna know how you get to that destination? There's not there's not television like 3999 to Aruba. They don't have it on the on the internet, it's not on the television, it's not on the bus stops. It doesn't say get to Aruba, or the old days it was to Paris. It's dangerous these days in Paris. You don't want to go there, right? You know, you know, go to this vacation somewhere. It doesn't say that. Really they should. Really? at every bus stop it should be signed Habal world to come destination right you got you click on the are uh, uh, you looking to buy to get tickets on JetBlue realize your final destination is Olam Haba it doesn't say that Did you ever see that by the way they did you look like they're crazy crazy but really everything in this world is to get to Olam Haba Zeha Olam you want to know why you're in this world it's to be close to Hashem not this world huh. it's, you should be close to Hashem that's the way to get there but the ultimate closeness, Hashem, is the world to come. But how? What's the path? How do you get there? What's the derech? How does a person achieve that? That's this world. V'uma is what our sages of blessed Mary told us: Ha'olam hazeh, this world is doimeh, is compared to lepreyzer b'fnei ha'olam abal, as a they call it a vestibule. It's like a hallway, a hallway to get to the world to come. You can't get there without this world. This world is how you get to the world to come. This world is how you achieve the world to come. And the mediums, the heichetim says, we say Yeshivish. They will not speak Yeshivish Yiddish. Your husband does, right? The way, the mediums, the, the mechanism. How a person achieves the world to come. Your husband does too, by the way, also. The, the mechanisms, how a person gets to the world to come, is the taqlis haze ha mitzvahs, <laughs> haem ha mitzvahs, these are the mitzvahs, asher tzivanu spark Then the mitzvahs that God commanded us. He wasn't joking, by the way, on Friday It wasn't like, by the way, keep kosher. You know, just joking. Right? No, when God said that, it was these are the mitzvahs. You want to achieve this. You want to get there. This is how you do it. Right? Don't speak Lashon Hara is not just a practical way to live. Don't speak Lashon Hara as your pathway and your ticket to the world to come. Don't speak lashon hara. It's not just a pathway. Pray to God. It's not just a nice thing to do to get to this world. Yeah, everyone's gonna pray Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. I want to be healthy this year. I want to be happy in this world. My kids. You know you have kids. You gotta pray. Oh my goodness, you have to pray if you have kids. You gotta pray if you have kids. But it's not just about praying. You pray because you need to get to the world to come. You need your kids to get to the world to come also, but you need to get to the world to come. Prayer is a way to get to the world to come. Mitzvahs. That's why we start in this world. Through these means that are presented to us here, you could a person can get to to the place that's been prepared for him, which is the world to come. That's everyone in this room's final destination. That's our goal. That's our focus. Right? To be to be enjoy there in the world to come by all of the good that you acquired in this world. This is what our sages told us. Hayom la You do today and tomorrow metaphorically in the world to come you'll reap the reward many things we do in this world we get aggravation for <laughs> right you have I just want to make a guess. you have to invite a guest you have invite they're rude they're, they're, some guests are fun by the way they're intellectual they're smart or they're friendly or you know you have common people you can talk to or about know, the guests are difficult you get nothing in this world for those guests the world to come you'll get Sometimes you don't see your prayers answered now. They'll be in the world to the, the world to come. You wake up early. I'm gonna Your husband is farting. It's hard to be a farting owl, by the way. You gotta wake up early, huh? Uh, you're right. I'm just. Uh, you're right. It's a Baruch You can't sleep anymore, but it's hard. It's not like it's so easy. You give up sleep. You work. You work late at night. You wake up hard. It's a to but it's hard. You know, it's not an easy thing. You make Pesach oh, I mean, Pesach, you know, I remember Pesach is a few months away. You know, it's not an easy, you, got, you think you get, you have to be worried, maybe get a few pounds after Pesach, you have to burn off, you know, your credit card bill goes higher, but it's not like you walk out of Pesach, it, no, I, I, don't get me wrong over here, I, I love Pesach, I feel very close to Hashem on Pesach, I, 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 I wouldn't get Pesach for anything in the world, but you're not the reward, that's closest to Hashem that you're not rewarded. Your, your bank account doesn't increase over Pesach. Mine doesn't. If it does, just let me let me know how you pull this off. Mine goes down. You know, I gotta exercise after Pesach. And no I mean very few people lose weight over Pesach. It's not like you, you walk out of Pesach and you could oh Pesach, I'm wealthy. It's not happened that way. But you know you'll be wealthy. You'll be really wealthy in the world to come because you got Pesach. You can't even imagine how wealthy you'll be for Pesach. You, know, you never thought that because we're not thinking about it. But you know what? You, you go to a Pesach. You clean your house. You have sudarim. You know you have matza and maror, and you sit there. You do leaning. you Do the mitzvahs. You stay up late on Pesach. You drink four cups of wine. You say, "How oh, you know how much mitzvahs you got on Pesach? you know how many mitzvahs? How wealthy you are after Pesach? That's a Baruch Hashem. You come out of Pesach a trillionaire. Can, you can get the debt of the United States. You're you're you're, you you're a trillionaire." That's unbelievable. That's the real word. Hayom, know You can't... There's no Pesach in the world to come. You either did Pesach or you didn't do Pesach. You either invited guests or you didn't, guests. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't invite guests. You didn't invite the guests. You don't get the reward. You sat there. You had a good nap on Shabbos. You slept well. Good. But you didn't get the guests. Now, it happens. To you, as I mentioned, in two weeks from now, three weeks from now, maybe four weeks from now, right? I'm not having guests. i got to take care of my family. My I've got a lot of kids. My wife's me to recuperating, you know? I'm not planning to have guests then. So that's not my mitzvah that day. But let's say I could have guests. I don't have guests because I want to r- relax. Could be it's like that for some people. You need to relax some weeks. Or it could be. You really should have had guests. <laughs> and you miss that. And you won't get that reward. And know you things are like that. Hayom. you got to do it now. Right? Either do it now or you don't do it. You either do charity or you didn't do charity. You daven today or you didn't daven today. It's Hayom Lassosam. Now is our chance. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a you're not, you don't. No one lives forever. <laughs> you live in this world. You're given opportunities. You either invest in them. You either take advantage of them, and you don't take advantage of them. Okay, <laughs> um, When you examine the matter, the, the matter further, you'll see ki <laughs> ha'amiti that the true perfection. So when, when you cling to Hashem, I will say to cling to Hashem, you have to be a good person, to be a happy person. I'm going to say a blessing. Thank you. Amen. You have to be a happy person. You have to be a refined person. You have to be a worked-on person. The dvekes is Baruch shemo. That's what leads to presence of Shem HaSemiti. And that doesn't just mean in. I you know some people like interpersonal or nice people, friendly people, but they they, they don't work on their shmiras mitzvahs, Other people are very very religious, very religious, but they're not friendly. I mean, they're not, you're uncomfortable. You meet these people like you know they're not they're not they're not. You need both. Shleimus means package deal, <laughs> full circle. You do and both, both. And that leads to the weakest boy. So it's to be close to God. What did, what did King David, who was the most powerful ruler, ruler of his time, want to be close to God? <laughs> to be close to Hashem. The oimer, we're saying this actually every day. Is anyone saying and Hashem Ori? Any, any lady saying it in the room? Saying it, saying it. Anyone else? It's a, it's David Hashem, 20th, 27. Right, my kids have a chart. They, they, they say it, they get a reward at the end. It's a great thing to say. It's such a beautiful p- psalm by David Elach. The the customs, is to say it, morning and night, from Elul to Shemini Yetzirah. It's this auspicious time of the year. Right, it's not, as custom, as far custom, it, it's a custom. Anyone in Shul saying this, so if you have the opportunity, if you don't have time to during the day, say it every night. It will change you. If you don't know the Hebrew, get an English Tillum. Say Psalms 27. Because we say, what is David Melech saying there? One thing I ask from Hashem. This is my request. They should constantly dwell in the house of Hashem. You should feel at home with Hashem. You know what I, as I mentioned? You come home, feel like a stranger. You know how I mean? come to your house and feel like a stranger? It's not a good feeling. By the way, there are people in their own houses that feel like strangers. He wants to be close in the house of Hashem. He wants to go into Hashem's house and be, this is my home. This is my home. This is my home. This is the ultimate good. The whole, the ultimate good. But any other thing that people think is intrinsically good, intrinsically, again, you know, having a comfortable pillow or having a little video or going on a vacation once in a while It's great and helpful. They're helpful. But it's not intrinsically good. <laughs> you know, it's not intrinsically good. Only intrinsically, be'etzim, be'etzim, intrinsically good, is closest to Hashem. And anything else in and of itself is Hevel Vashavditeh. It means it's foolishness and it blinds you. Which means if you think. Working for Google or Facebook is going to bring you happiness. Ask your husband. It doesn't? They're plenty unhappy with people working Google or Facebook. If you think having a happy, fancy house is not going to, no. Working for Google could be very nice. It could m- make a living, pay for your kids to go to school. It's expensive to go to school, right? It could be, can, you know, it's a fun place to work. They have kosher food there. Not such a selection. They have kosher food. Once in a while, they have good rabbis come and speak. Once in a while, right? It's all about bad right? But it doesn't bring you happiness. It could help. You know, having a good pillow could help. Having a, a car with GPS could help. You know, as opposed to having a car without GPS, you know, what it needs to get lost, it's not fun. Having air conditioning in your car, you know, it's a hot day. And it's not a bad thing to have air conditioning. You know, leather seats, I know, mean, people have leather seats, it's more comfortable. It could help, but it's not intrinsic. If you run after that, you're missing the boat. If you run after that, you'll be missing the boat of life. Not only in this world, which is secondary, but in the purpose of life. You'll end up wasting your life. Wasting, squandering. You know, I feel, I I really, when I look at a guy like Mark Zuckerberg, I think, what a loser. Now, he doesn't know better, but I feel bad for the guy. He has billions and he has nothing. He has zero and zilch. He's going to come to the world to come as a big zero. Now maybe, I don't know. It could be something done something that, that's valuable. You know, spending billions of dollars on things which are helpful, maybe as you know. I mean, God gave him billions of dollars. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not God. I'm not judging him. But he, to my knowledge, he's a big loser. He had tremendous potential. Married to a non-Jew. On Shabbos. Has no connection to God. At all. He'll live his life in this world to get lots of of, 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 of popularity. Brother, if you send them to me, I can help him. I will help him get to the world to come. You send them to me. If you meet him ever, send them my way. I'll help him out. Trust me. I'll give him some merits. Right? But, you know, on a serious note, I mean, you think this guy, we, everyone, every one of you ladies are much wealthier than him. He's like, he's like a guy, you know when you're a little kid, a kid having fun in class, and then he fails the final, and he doesn't get advanced? <laughs> That's what it's like. At the end of the day, there's a final. <laughs> you know, like the kid is like always skipping and laughing, and then he fails the final. <laughs> that that's not fun in life to fail the final. You get left back. Yeah, you know, it's not a good thing. I feel bad for him. Now, I'm not judging him. He really grew up in a in a, in a completely not knowledgeable home. You know, and God will judge him, not with me. But I I'm not jealous of a guy like that at all. At all, I feel bad for him. Honestly, I feel bad for him. I feel bad for Sergey Bryn, I really do. And I've I, I think once drove by me. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. What does he have? You think for having a few minutes of you know you know what the world to come is by the world by the, and even in this world, if you think cars and this and front pages make you happy, it doesn't make a person happy. Look at Angelica. <laughs> you think she's happy today? You know, I think she's walking around smiling. You know, like her, you know it is to go through a divorce and half a billion dollars, and sit there fighting over the kids and the rest of your life. You know, and people looking at you, and analyzing. Like, That's eh, not a happy life. Not. She could be happy, by the way. Even in situations, she can make. She could have close to. I don't know her. I, I don't really know her life story, except that for some reason, they have hundreds of articles about her, which I can't figure out. But, uh, uh, but, but, the, well, I could figure out looking at, at some of the people who read these articles. But at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, it's not, it, this is what you run after. Hevel You're missing the boat of life. You, you, you're, you're running after fool's gold. You're running after fool's gold. So when a person comes to True Perfection, right? You should endeavor. You should make an effort to get close to Hashem. The way through the power of our actions. What did you teach as a little kid? Actions, speak louder, than words. You know what ultimately is a litmus test? Actions. You do it, mitzvah. You don't do it. Hey, uh, it's very nice. Let's go back to guess. I don't know why I picked guests tonight, but it just popped in my head. Yeah, a guess... You, you want to invite the guest. Meanwhile, the person doesn't have a You don't invite him. He doesn't have a meal to eat. He goes home hungry. Do, do you, is that helpful? You meant to invite him. You meant to come to Shul and pray. On Yom Kippur. That's nice. You didn't pray. You meant to be... I meant to apologize to the person. But you didn't do it. You meant to you know, make your husband dinner. You didn't make him. So he ate some you know, Rice Krispies or whatever. Hi, right. <laughs> poor guy. Hi, right. hey, life is about the real. actions speak louder. What's that saying about Hashem? Mitzvahs. What do you not know? get? it's going to be subjective. We'll learn about this. They have a mitzvus. Mitzvahs. Everyone's destination in this room. That exception is the world to come. Our, everyone's goal is closest to Hashem. Not just in this world, but in the world to come. And the way you get there is mitzvahs. We will pick up on this next week. If you get credit for intention, if you meant to, if you actually, if you try to do it. Now, if you do, it's worth nothing. If you continually have intention, it can lead you to that path. There are people who, for years, work themselves up through intention, but eventually, intention has to lead you somewhere. So, it's, g- good intentions are better than bad intentions. Good intentions have some value, but if they never lead to anywhere, they have very little value. There are something there, but it's, you know, wanting that very shows a sign of goodness in you. It's already a stirring of goodness. But ultimately, the real reward and the real advancement comes from deeds.